Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world's bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book The Wisdom of Life. When it comes to happiness, everyone has a different sense and understanding. Happiness for some may derive from success, fame, or a long-loving marriage. To other people, happiness grows from their curiosity and exploration of the world. Health, wealth, fame, honor, status. What are you pursuing in life? Do you prefer the hustle and bustle of the crowd or do you crave solitude? How do you deal with it when fate and the vagaries of the world catch you off guard? Are the answers to these questions universal? The book The Wisdom of Life presents a secular perspective on life's downsides. It explores how people can achieve happiness in the face of the suffering that appears to be intrinsic to life. This book formed the first part of Schopenhauer's appendices and omissions, his last work and the one that finally brought him to prominence after more than thirty years of neglect. When it comes to Schopenhauer, people mostly regard him as the master of pessimism, a view allied to his dispiriting family origins. Although Schopenhauer's father was a successful businessman, he was irritable and withdrawn, not to mention an authoritative disciplinarian. He exercised harsh discipline on the young Schopenhauer. His mother did not care for such punishments, but as a writer of some note, she was often absent, lingering in the circles of other celebrities. Despite growing up with a silver spoon in his mouth, missing his parents' warmth and companionship, from an early age Schopenhauer became reclusive, arrogant, moody, and a bit neurotic. He was extremely proud of his philosophical outlook, claiming it to be a novel philosophy of life. At the age of thirty, he produced his masterpiece The World as Will and Representation, but the work received a lukewarm reception. It was not until he was sixty-two with the publication of his final work appendices and omissions that the world recognized his philosophical talent and gave him the honor he deserved. Schopenhauer's personal aversion to interacting with others made him a forceful advocate for a solitary lifestyle. He remained unmarried all his life, and in his later years kept a poodle for company. Solitude and his unique early life experiences led to the pessimistic undertones of his philosophy. So, what valuable wisdom for our lives can we gain from him? To continue, we will explain the significant points of this book, dividing it into three sections. Part 1. Know Yourself. Part 2. Have a good grasp of the subject-object relationship. Part 3. The True Essence of Happiness. Let's look at the first part, Know Yourself. Know Thyself was a famous maxim inscribed on the Temple of Apollo at Delphi in ancient Greece. Its admonishment was straightforward, exhorting an essential understanding of human nature and adherence to personal integrity. It is a matter of fact that only by understanding the nature of the self can one accurately pursue life goals, take up missions and responsibilities, and be balanced and healthy. With self-knowledge, in addition, you can become self-controlled, self-possessed, and acquire self-realization. To know yourself, you must first gain insight into your essential nature. Among all the human traits, jealousy is a very natural and ungovernable feeling. Jealousy is very common because no one wants to be thought inferior to others. Seneca, the ancient Roman philosopher suggests that we should avoid comparing ourselves to others if we are jealous of them. In this way, 
we will be happy with what we already have. Furthermore, we can try to consider how many other people are in worse situations. Schopenhauer also believes that the best way to comfort ourselves in times of great distress is by keeping in mind those who have suffered greater misfortune and pain. If other people are jealous of us, we should intend to keep a certain distance from them. We can stay as far away from them as possible and avoid all contact, alternatively, we will have to endure their ill will with the utmost composure. Thus, you can perceive that jealousy is an enemy that keeps us from happiness. So how can we avoid arousing the jealousy of others? First, we must be diligent in our self-examination. Reflect on what we do and what we observe in order to gauge who is prone to jealousy and what it is that most easily triggers such a feeling. The goal is to take a moment before going to sleep at night to consider what we did and review the lessons of the day. In this way, we can better comprehend the way the demon of jealousy acts. Second, we should never not even occasionally be vain and praise ourselves. If you attempt to elevate yourself every time, people will be jealous and rightly claim that you say such things out of vanity. They will feel you lack the simple common sense to recognize the absurdity of your conceited words. Self-flattery is always met with jealous criticism. Third, we should not criticize what other people think. Interacting with people, by showing off your wisdom and intelligence, you allude to the other person's stupidity and ignorance. Their innate feelings of jealousy will put them on the defensive. You create a bad feeling, and they will find you offensive. Although it may be that you spoke with the best of intentions, once someone has taken offense, subsequently making amends and dissipating their jealousy will not be easy. To know ourselves, in addition to having insight into human nature, we need to know the importance of temperament. Plato divided temperament into two types, melancholy and cheerful. Here is a story you might all have heard before, the story of the half-filled glass. The person of melancholy temperament will be stricken for losing half of their drink. In contrast, a person of cheerful temperament will be joyous that half is still left to enjoy. Likewise, Schopenhauer believes that many things show simultaneously both positive and negative sides. And the person of negative temperament will be angry and depressed by negative connotations, neither taking pleasure nor deriving happiness. A person of positive temperament will not be at all irritated nor feel anxious about the possibility of adverse outcomes they will remain joyful in all situations. Along with this theory, Schopenhauer believes that for the negative disposition, those people with melancholy and anxious personalities, the disasters and misfortunes they experience stem from their illusions. They are not real. Negativists are forever in fear of suffering. They worry and are always taking all sorts of precautions. But struggles and misfortunes are mostly in their heads. So how do we avoid such ingenuine suffering? Firstly, we must reign in our imagination. We need to understand that our mind can always creatively bridge the gap between illusory torments and present sensations, making afflictions feel real. The imagination can also magnify our fear of pain. Bearing this in mind, we need to be clear that imagination is not the same as judgment, it merely facilitates connections to everyday situations and these may include insubstantial moods that seem distressing. Secondly, at night we have to be even more vigilant of our imaginings. The shadows of night always bring with them a sense of foreboding. During this time, 
our mental skills and ability to make judgments are dulled, taking advantage of the opportunity, our imagination runs wild. The night particularly fogs our perception regarding putting our problems into the correct perspective and feeling secure. The lack of light seems ominous with an aspect of danger and fear. For people with negative temperaments, night exacerbates their pessimism and misery. As a Spanish proverb has it, the night is colored, the day is white. Schopenhauer suggests that night is not a suitable time for serious contemplation, especially dwelling on unpleasant matters. Instead, early morning is the proper time. Schopenhauer compares early morning to youth in miniature. In the early morning, when we are strong and capable, we can feel optimistic anticipation when thinking about the important matters of life. Schopenhauer's description of human nature is sober but pessimistic. So how do we seek happiness amid the undertones of pessimism? He tells us that to cultivate and refine our existence, solitude and loneliness are indispensable. For a wise person, the benefits of solitude are twofold. First, there is peace. Second and particularly important, dealing with other people in the world requires restraint. We may be disgusted or even threatened by others, these concerns do not arise when we are alone. Schopenhauer claims that fondness for socializing is dangerous and possibly fatal. It means we have to become contaminated by people who may be morally inferior and unintelligent. By being unsociable, you don't have to pay attention to those people and won't be influenced by other people's mediocrity. In this world, being aware of the need for self-preservation is the only absolutely important thing. It helps us to maintain peace of mind which is a critical factor that influences our well-being. For this reason, Schopenhauer feels that solitude is a human's original and natural condition. In this state like Adam, we have unlimited happiness. The German poet Johann Wolfgang von Goethe once exclaimed, One can be instructed in society, one is inspired only in solitude. The sentiment is borne out by the founder of German classical philosophy Immanuel Kant. Kant lived the monotonous life of a reclusive scholar, but became one of the West's most influential thinkers. Because wisdom is bound to originate from solitude, devotion to work is always a lonely practice. This brings us to the end of the first part. We have learned about humans' natural jealousy, the influence of temperament, and the importance of solitude for our lives. So as modern people with self-knowledge, how should we act? Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.